previously on Starlight Outer Worlds. The crew returned to Bathys Orbital Station, delivering a data chip to Zenith Corp. Elta got a cold reception from their contact at Zenith, but at least that job was done. For their other job, the crew decided to jump to the Marduk system, where they could cash in the bounty for Mazarin Kerr. As they prepared to leave, an unknown vessel tried to hail them. Was it Nisha Patel, Landon's bounty hunter rival? Or Mazarin Kerr's people out for vengeance? Not waiting to find out, the crew jumped early, taking the Meadowlark on a fast course to the Marduk system. Although their trip was uneventful, their re-entry from jump was not. just jumped into the system, the Marduk system, out of a faster-than-light drive. The sirens have been going off because the ship has detected a major breach in the hull. What do you do? I probably jump over display-wise into what Landon was looking at, trying to see what just happened, where this breach is, what's losing pressure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. really quickly, there is a, a hull breach that has gone far enough through the double hull to start leaking from the cargo area. Okay. It's not Mazarin's room. <laughs> it's, I mean, the cargo area has a lot of surface area, and this, mm-hmm. this tends to... It, it's the mm-hmm. kind of thing that's fairly likely to happen. Yeah. So you assess this very quickly, okay. and you can see... You know that no one's there. Chifchoff is pretty close in the engine room through, um, through a couple of hatches. Yeah, and I think you are also... Kennard can handle vacuum, presumably? Yes. Just as a potential. Um, But also the cargo bay is something that I think has pressurized seals to and something that you could depressurize. Mm. Um, Yeah, makes unloading stuff a lot easier, maybe. Yeah, or if you needed to bring something in while you were in space, it's not like you're going to bring your whole spaceship in. So Mm -hmm. that's something that can be depressurized. So... I check that the seals are holding because that's the kind of thing you you do on the metal arc and make sure that those have actually automatically engaged between the cargo bay and like the crew areas. Yeah, that makes sense. You've got like multiple um, pressure zones, pressure yeah. pressurized, yeah, little zones mm-hmm. rooms. Is this gonna hold together, Elta? We're shaking around a lot. Yeah. What do you think, Shiftov? Can we bring her in, or do we need to stop for a bit and get out on the hull? Well, if we're headed down to Larsa, we can bring her in, but it's going to take a slow descent. I think either we're slow now and we take some time to clean it up a little bit or we're slow going in. So I'm inclined to just go in slow and try and fix her up where we have access to a little more materials and can do the job right. How busy, just kind of looking around at the port, etc., how busy does it? Does the planet look? Is there a lot of traffic is that ship that was after us. I mean, we took a pretty risky jump. I don't think they're on our tail, but can we handle a slow descent? I can roll an assess if you want. Yeah, uh, you can do it, or anyone could roll an assess. That probably makes more sense for me to do. I have a little more experience. 
Ooh. But good roll, so... And then I also have Assess as Logic, so I have a 12. When you attempt to discern more about an interesting situation or item, roll plus Logic. And on a 10 plus, you get to ask one question from the list. The GM also chooses one. What happened here recently? What can I use to my advantage? Who or what's in control? What's hidden or false? So I think I'm going to go with what can I use to my advantage? So... You know, you know, based on your experience, you actually made great time coming in from the Bathys system and jumping in here. Now, a savvy pilot, a navigator with the right equipment might have been able to figure out where you were headed and follow you pretty directly. If so, then it's possible that they're a few minutes behind you, uh, more likely a few hours. And if they didn't make the right call, which an average navigator crew, um, especially the folks you know out in Bathus, they may not know which direction you're headed in and may have been stalled out trying to figure out where you were headed exactly. So you think you have gained yourself some time, is my point. Mm -hmm. And that does play into your favor. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, where you're situated right now, too. Um, you hit your target pretty well. You came in right about you where you were planning, you're approaching the beacons that you are supposed to go beyond out of the space to try to avoid the other, other incoming ships. Mm -hmm. You uh, also can see off in the distance, um, you know, one of you, you know, maybe calls this up on the screen, there's a very large station that you're all familiar with. And this is a nice station. This is not like, this is, it's not like the orb back on Bathus. This is one where you can actually go inside and land and come out of your ship and it's, you know, there's an atmosphere. It's fully gravitational, uh, so fairly large. The orb's not nice. I mean, it's nice for the neighborhood. I just, yeah. It's nice for the neighborhood. Okay, you've fair seen, enough. No, you've been through this. You, no, you I have, I have but it's just, it's funny because we've, like, you went to a spa. <laughs> you saw the nicer side of the orb, I feel like. It's one of the nicest spots. Uh-huh. This, yeah, this has a lot of interstellar travelers. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like a um, international it's a hub. port, you might think of, yeah, the hub mm -hmm. uh, of sorts. So you see that on the uh, on the long range, but you can also see the jump gates that they're building. So Marduk is the system that's up and coming, and they are trying to make this more direct, you know, route so that you don't need a starlight drive. You can just go through these jump gates and go further, you know, in system when those folks can come out here. So there's actually two of them, two rings, one mm. slightly smaller one and then one larger ring, uh, and uh, separated from each other. So it's actually, think of them as two gates. They're basically on-ramp and off-ramp. Mm. Awesome. And also, around the neighborhood, plenty of ships. Mm. Mm -hmm. There are dozens of ships okay. around here. 20, 30 easily in sort of this nearby area before you would even get to the planet. Yeah, so you had a second question from your great assess role. I think I'm going to give you some information about who or what's in control. So the where you're headed to to turn in your bounty mm -hmm. is the office is located at planet side, and the Territorial Enforcement Alliance sort of works with the government. Uh, I should say they work with the government. They um, they work with everyone. They're they an alliance. With, well, the the military is keeping things in order. They're in control. They're putting some pressure on the government. They, they Technically, they're like, no, no, the government runs things, but the military is supporting the government 
pressuring the government and putting their own people in charge, basically, mm -hmm. even though they like to talk that it's separate. Mm -hmm. So the the main military authorities, you're more likely to find um, the sort of center of authority on the on the station, okay, Siduri Station. Um, and the military, they, they don't have like a big base that they like concentrate all their ships and power on because it, it's, it's more vulnerable that way. Mm -hmm. You tend to have a variety of different ships that uh, are mobile. But that's where a lot of the military administration is going to be mm -hmm. and a bit more of the, the, the movers and shakers that are kind of coming in and out of the system mm -hmm. uh, often are passing through here. Okay. On the planet side, you're going to have more of the, the co colonial, the colonists, trying to kind of keep some control of the government that mm -hmm. they had lost and uh, and some of the where they had been building up the government and other related organizations like the um, mm -hmm. you know like the territorial enforcement lines okay so we can see from like the the gnosis or whatever local information feeds that the status quo is about the same that the military mostly controls things and there's still some colonial pushback in places on the planet. So, um, yeah, so you will need to go down to the planet to turn in your bounty. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you want to do? So I, I assume, like, we have finished our transit and we're sitting there kind of mulling over as a group. So on comms to the group here, I'll say, if we are all worried about pursuit, we will leave less of a trail if we go down to the surface ourselves rather than stop at the station. Good thinking, Kanard. And it seems like, Alta, you're not worried that we're, um, there's no one on our tail right now. We've got the time, you think? I imagine. I don't, I don't think that they could have followed that. It's a heck of a jump. jump. Exactly. If they do follow that jump, that will tell you something about them. Yeah. <laughs> Voice in the back of my head. <laughs> they can't possibly follow that jump. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a good jump. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also thinking there's probably um, more affordable ship repairs on the surface. Um, that is true. Also, we'll have money because we'll have turned in a bounty. <laughs> Unless you true. got paid. Did you get paid? Um, You know, the wire hasn't come through yet. So let's turn in the bounty. I think, yeah, we can... That's why the TEA pays cash. <laughs> we can take our time going down. Probably even contacting some repair yards on our on our way in, try and clear a place for landing. You've probably got people for that that you know. Been around here a little. I could call some folks if you want. Yeah, but... I mean, I've never had anything this big here before, but um, I've had the odd part replaced. I don't know. Kennard, do you know someone who could patch up a ship? Someone look good at repairing stuff? Hmm, I might. Is there a role that's appropriate here? Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and you're trying to figure out where um, where you may know your old contact. Is that what you're thinking? Yes. So I would say uh, piece together. When you consult your knowledge on a topic you know about, ask a related question and roll plus logic. Then my question is, do I have any contacts here who will be capable of repairing Starship? And I've got a logic of two, so that's going to be... Love to see it. On a 10 plus, the GM will give a useful answer or ask you to make up the answer. Yeah, so we had talked in the past about this contact of yours, Skag, who helped to, well, rescue you from the ship that you had been dormant in for so long. 
Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you are. You get on the network. You start doing some investigation, and you get some very sort of tenuous and oblique kinds of clues. And but then it all kind of comes together, and you're pretty sure that he is working at the shipyards down on the planet side. So there's actually the port, the main port, which is closer to town. Mm-hmm. You still have to, you know, ride into town there. But there's the main port at Newport, and then there's a small military base further away from the town, and then there are the shipyards, kind of in the other direction, and that's where like the big industrial stuff happens, and big ships go to get major major overhauls and, and this kind of thing, further away from uh, uh, the population. So that's where Skag is. It's a little bit further away from the town where you would go get the bounty. More like... But convenient for still, ship repairs. Still very convenient, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Even even by just even by car. So this is a dumb question, but Kennard, do you like have his number? Like you knew him for a while. <laughs> Can you call him? Mm, no, that's not how we worked. <laughs> okay. Not close uh, like that. I... I believe that I have a contact on the surface, but we'll need to go down to the surface so I can reach out to him through a more direct line rather than going through these orbital networks. Sure, okay. As long as it's not too far from the TEA office, then yeah, it should be fine. I don't think it will cause any difficulties. Well, I'm just not sure where I should be landing the ship. <laughs> I'll give you some coordinates. Okay. And I, I put in some coordinates in the... I, I assume like the shipyard, right? You just get into a queue, right, for repairs. Yeah. Okay. If you need to land, you can go and land. Mm-hmm. It's not as formal as the as the main port. And the so. metal arc's big, but it's not huge. Yes. Yeah. It's Correct. a... Like, we could land in a decent-sized clearing, if theoretically. Absolutely. So it's not... Yeah, it's not such a big problem. Yeah. So it sounds like you make your way toward uh, Larsa and... The shipyards near the main city. Mm-hmm. Taking it easy. Got my hazards on. Um, <laughs> Is the alarm still blaring? <laughs> I'm probably muted at this point. It would be That's pretty fair. obnoxious. So you make your way toward the shipyards. And you are descending through the atmosphere. This planet is verdant. And, you know, like clouds are billowing. These steamy clouds. And as you whirl through those, uh, it clears up. And you can see below this huge like mountain range and there's different levels kind of and you can see the some of the greenest higher elevations and it kind of steps down but you can see why they might have settled this place it's kind of several sort of tiered mesas near each other but it's on this mesa and it overlooks these cliffs and down to an ocean off in the distance there are some rivers passing by fairly closely and where the town is, it's actually much, it's fairly thinned out. It's not as like overgrown with tall jungly trees. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe that's some natural, maybe they've, maybe they did that to kind of clear the area out, but there's quite a large area that the city is sprawled around. You don't see too many tall buildings, there's mm-hmm. plenty of space. And so building has been kind of restricted to just mm-hmm. low story buildings. Off to one side, and sort of, you know, a little bit in a bit more of a cleared area, is the shipyards. Mm -hmm. And you can see a dozen or so ships of varying sizes and a lot of large structures. Uh, Some ships are outside, some are tucked in there, and it's just kind of this rambling place. Lots of activity going on. I'll reach out to my contact. And once we're 
uh, close enough that I can send a message on the local network. And I assume that Skag is using one of the typical aliases that he uses when he's, you know, de- dealing out with the, the public. Yeah, Skag. Um, his alias <laughs> so so hard right for anyone to uh, see through um I'll, I'll send out a message a fairly um standard one saying identifying the middle arc and saying that we've you know we need some repairs and would you know can we, can we please get your your rates and your availability and then i'll also insert into it using one of our standard codes um identifying myself nice so you reach out with that uh, with your message, and also do you reach out to just the, the shipyard authority, just to give give a little bit of information, or you, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a little bit more lax here. If I don't have to, then I will not. Yeah, I I wouldn't send out anything more than like incoming haul or damaged on transit, cool. in for repairs kind of thing. But I wouldn't I wouldn't do like a formal flight log entry kind of thing sounds right yeah make sure they know like no one's on the place where we're landing that's just enough information that they're like mm-hmm. sure they direct you to a particular spot to land uh after they make sure that you're not like venting radioactive material or anything like that mm-hmm. all good yeah i might load in my ship diagnostics or something like that if they need that oh yeah because they know because we know our mining laser is not hasn't been serviced in a while so come to Fritz or something. Right. So maybe they could maybe they could knock that out too. That'd be nice. See if we can can work that in. Mm-hmm. So I think once we've landed, are you planning to go meet Skag in person? Skag. I will handle the negotiations. Okay. Um, I probably would want to come along with you. Um, if. That's fine. Yeah. Y'all go ahead. Yeah, I figure you probably want to deal with the uh, guest upstairs. Sure. I mean, I can get prepped and then prep master. This seems like it'll take a while, so I don't mind kind of lighting out towards Newport, right? I wouldn't mind if you got that payment in so we can have a little more sway with our negotiation. (laughs) Sure. Pay for the repairs. Yeah. (laughs) Is there like a little, are there like little carts around? Do we have a little cart on the ship or something that I could like drive somewhere? You'll probably rent something like that pretty cheap. Yep, but then I have to pay for it. And this was an exploration vessel. It was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. they took that out. Oh, it's a shame. I think that's a good thing that you might want to upgrade at some point. Sure, if I could afford it. Honestly, I don't know so, that I care enough at this moment. It's relatively cheap to get into town uh, on one of the auto cabs. Okay, so no one drives the cab. Yeah. Okay. You could, you could find someone to drive. Well, it would be you, an, you, could, I'm, you could hitch a ride. No, with a, I'm happy to drive trucker. it. It would just be awkward to like sit in a cab with a guy I've got handcuffed for 20 minutes while we drive over to the town and just make conversation. So just making sure. Great. Yeah. This is the life you lead. That's true. It wouldn't be the first awkward cab ride I've had. Yes. But I try to avoid them when I can. I also want to check in with Chiftroff at this point and see if they want to come meet with the ship repair or if they want to go along with you. I'm not giving Chiftroff the option to come help me turn in my dangerous bounty. I'm just feeling bad. They've been stuck on the ship for a while, and I know that's not, like, they like to get around a little bit. Um, If Chiftroff asks me... I'll think about it, but I'm not going to ask Chiffchoff if they want to help me with this. That's a yeah. It feels like a weird ask, and I don't know Chiffchoff all that well. Chiffchoff is more than welcome to come. 
Okay. It probably makes more sense to bring our mechanic to the meeting with the other you, mechanics. You could did ask Chifchoff. Yeah, did you discuss it amongst yourselves, or did you ask them? First, I would check with Kennard. Be like, hey, is this something that is okay to bring a couple people to? Did not cross my mind to ask that question. Um, That's how I know you're a smuggler. <laughs> and it sounded like that was yeah. the case. Um, so then I just directly ask Chifchoff if they want to accompany us. Oh, yeah. This is great. I want to see the ship. Yeah. See how it's doing. I think I have a few ideas. Great. But I really would like to get into town as long as we're here at some point. I'm sure there'll be some downtime while we're fixing her up, so... All right, I'm ready to head into town. (laughs) And just so everyone knows. Well, let's... Yeah, let's, uh, let's see. So you have left the ship... And you're taking him with you, taking Kerr with you. I've armed myself a little more substantially, and I'm taking... I think I mentioned that as I go to get Master and Kerr. I'll go get him, say, all right, we're here. He is awake, and when you come to get him, he actually uh, has taken some time to freshen himself up a bit. The utility his... sink. Yeah, the, the utility sink, and his his hair is like thinning as it is he is kind of like it's like combed back his shirt is all buttoned up and his coat is on him and he is ready to go cool i take zip cuffs and put them behind his back a little roughly and i propel him on his feet out of the ship i say all right let's go yeah he he doesn't um he doesn't give you any trouble just a slight smirk on his face oh that's fine I know that Zenith's not going to protect him now that he delivered them an empty data drive. <laughs> I don't say that. No, no, I get you. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you take him off, and um, you are catching the cab uh, a little nearby. And, uh, Elta, you had asked Chifchoff about whether they would want to come or go, and, you know, Chifchoff is interested in staying, and then also kind of sees you leaving, mm-hmm. and just kind of... You can tell that they're a little wary or disgusted or something about the uh, about Kerr, and it's probably good that they're not going with you. And yeah, Chifchoff's already made that choice to stay. I think it's a smell thing because he he doesn't smell good to me, and Chifchoff's got a way better nose, I presume. Right. So it's the cheap cologne. It's rough. These guys wear them all the time. Yeah, it does smell cheap. Dime a dozen. Yeah. So. Landon heads off into town. Yep, the cart whirs away. And uh, at about the same time that's happening, another cart, uh, like a more like a utilitarian cart with a flatbed behind it, and uh, it, it comes up being driven by this kind of old human guy, um, and he's got uh, not much hair left on his head, and his face just looks weather-beaten, and you know like he's been through a lot and but he comes up and he's just got this huge grin on his face uh he's got these gray coveralls over his body as he gets out of the you can see as he gets out of this kind of open-topped cart and he stands there for a moment and doesn't even look at the ship just sees canard there and just comes over and uh it's almost like he wants to give you a hug, but he stops just a few feet from you. Well, my old friend. 
<laughs> I can't believe it's you. I'm so glad you found me. I was surprised as well. It is good to see you. Look at you. You've got yourself a crew. You've got yourself a ship. Well, it's my ship. Hi, I'm, I'm Elta. <laughs> um, it's nice to meet you. you. You can go back, it sounds like. Let me introduce the ship's captain, Elta, and our chief engineer, Chifchoff. He, he sort of nods to Chifchoff on the side, hand, puts, his, puts his hand out, and says, you know, gives him some congratulations about keeping this old vessel in the, in the sky. <laughs> oh. And then he comes over to, to uh, Elta and, and puts his hand out to, sh- to shake your hand and gives you this look. Or quizzical, and uh, I mean, you shake his hand mm-hmm. normally, yeah, uh, friendly enough. Okay, mm-hmm. and he says, "Did you have you steal your daddy's ship? You out for a joyride? What is this?" No, I'm on a, I'm on here on business. Actually, we just had a little bit of a bumpy, bumpy reentry, but no, Canard and I are business associates. Uh, yes, well, it's a. It's a pleasure to meet you, and we'll get you patched up, uh, no problem. All right, that's excellent to hear. Would you like to begin your assessment? Yes, let's do it. I have some things on my plate, but it can wait. We appreciate your consideration. Yes, and an interesting one I can already tell. So the four of you go around to the side, and you can see, you know, across the... This is the side of the, the hole that got, that got ripped. You can see what looks like for all the world this uh, as if a, a beast has scraped its claws along the side of your ship. There are just like uh, maybe three meters, so there's maybe like five or six of these gashes, sort of vertical, they're sort of perpendicular to the direction you travel. So, and uh, there's like multiple rips. The, the biggest one, maybe three meters, and then some, some that are like down to two meters. I'm sorry, girl. It's like a cheese grater. And then right in the middle, where it's like the most serious, it also ripped a hole, a, a, a seam, tore apart like a seam in the inner hull, and it caused a full breach. Mm-hmm. So and you're not here. <laughs> Keep your whistles. <laughs> I'm city. whistling. I'm whistling on my cart ride. You can't just stop. Unrelated me. whistles. Uh-huh. <laughs> So you, uh, you are assessing it, and uh, with you, Canard, and with Chifchoff, and with Skag, you quickly, ass- you, you can tell, like, oh yeah, there's, you confer between each other, and it's pretty funny to see them, Elta, as they mm-hmm. just start, um, and you know a lot of this lingo yourself, but they just kind of shift into this very rapid, like, jargony lingo, mm. and, uh, you know, so it's clear that, like, the, there is coming out of, coming out of a warp, uh, it didn't stabilize the, the, the waves, and so it kind of came, came out a little too quickly mm. or too imbalanced. And Chifchoff says, Yep, looks like we've got an imbalance. Uh, even if we patch up the hole, we're going to need to do an analysis of the engines. Before we enter jump, anyway. How long is this going to take? Skag says, he starts to barter a little bit. Yeah. And say, how quickly do you want it done, and how well do you want it done? I will barter right back. <laughs> well, you can also, yeah, uh, I mean, maybe decide as a team yeah. like, how how far you want to go with it. Um, all of it 
is within uh, within the budget. If you get your bounty, uh-huh. you can do a really nice job and get yeah. it done quickly, but it would take a, be a pretty good chunk. I think I'm willing to stay here for a little while. Like, we don't have immediate obligations. I definitely am not, like, feeling like running right back to Zenith right now because they were a little rude. Um, they also expressly discouraged us pretty vehemently from running back to them immediately. Well, yeah, they were a little rude, <laughs> like I said. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe not top of the line everything, but do everything right. And take your time about it if you need to. So yeah, I'll definitely communicate. I mean, not that, not that necessarily like you're relaying this yeah. through, through me, but as part of the negotiations, mm-hmm. right? Just letting him know that you know we don't need a rush at all, especially if it means it's going to interfere with other work, right? We can mm-hmm. work around mm-hmm. his schedule. And then I'll also interject that since we're going to be here, we're, we're also open to providing trade in service and letting him know that if he's got any jobs, he wants us or me to perform for him over here, then maybe we can work that into the deal. He, Skag, sort of sidles over to you uh, after a bit of discussion, and you bring this up, and he just comes right on you and puts his hand on your shoulder, and just, uh, you know, the grin comes back onto his face, and he says, just like old times. Indeed. It's so good to see you, my friend. This was fortuitous to find you in the system. So I think what I want to do is maybe... um, So he's going to think about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he says, no problem. Uh, We'll figure out out something a little fair. Find something for you to do. I'll give you a pretty good discount. If we don't have to rush, we can fit it in between some other jobs. And we'll do a, you know, a standard quality job. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Now, I assume that we would probably be more comfortable not trying to live on the ship while they're working on it. So I will will also ask, can he recommend a a place that we can ruin board? Mm. Oh, sure. Uh, Do you want something quiet, out of the way? You won't be discovered. Do you want something downtown? Maybe see the sights a little bit? Nice view? You know. Are you, are, you, you know, are you on the run kind of thing? I'll leave you know. the choice to you, mm-hmm. but you would prefer? I mean, it'd be kind of fun to see the place a little bit. I feel like we're only ever here for business, and now that we have to stay... Uh... We're going to end up with the tackiest place to stay. I'm so glad I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Is there someplace fun you'd recommend? Yeah, Sky can... Rep- he has my <laughs> Sorry, fun for Skag. He's, he's hip. Mm-hmm. He knows where a, yo- a young woman wants to stay. <laughs> he knows how to case a mark. I mean, cater to his customers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Skag says he gives you a couple of recommendations that he thinks you would like. They're basically close to this downtown area where a lot of things are going on but it's not so close uh, or in the fanciest places that it'll be that expensive. Okay, that sounds like what I'm looking for. And he's it's maybe not the nicest place, but you folks can handle it no problem. So you make some arrangements, and it sounds like it's going to take about three days. That's including a little bit of help from Kennard and from Chifchoff. Not full day work, but 
definitely working together with Skag and uh, when he can fit in his um, fit it into his schedule. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody, this is Thad. And this is Giuseppe. Together we produce the show Starlight Outer Worlds. Thanks so much for coming. You've probably heard of it. You might have heard of it. Hey, we're back from Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope you had a good one, if that's your thing. And uh, right now, you are listening to episode six. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we're happy to be back. And you may have noticed, if you caught our last announcement, that Starlight, the game, is out. So we've already received a lot of support from y'all. Thank you so much. I think we're at about 150 downloads right now, which is amazing. More than we'd ever thought. If you want to download it, we've got drive through RPG links and a link at itch.io in the description. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. We would love to hear what you think, and we love talking about what went into this game. It's been a long time coming, so thank you so much. Yeah, great work getting that out, Giuseppe. And if you do want to get in touch with us, you can send us feedback on Instagram at Starlight Outer Worlds, and we'll, we will also keep you informed when we put out new episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, it's a good one. Let's cut back to Landon. Landon, mm-hmm. you're in the you're in the auto cab, and yeah, it's humming along. It's probably a little electric. Mm-hmm. So you're going into Newport, zigzagging a bit to make some uh, to get onto the mesa from the shipyards, and then yeah, just watching the, uh, the very it's very beautiful scenery, and you go through the greenery and the vines and uh, I'm here for that. And he. Speaks to you first. Gotta let him stew. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been stewing, and then he kind of like gets that kind of smirky smile back on his face, and you see the wrinkles, you know, mm-hmm. in his cheeks pile up. And he says, "You think you're the hero here, don't you?" Uh, I mean, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm certainly more hero than you. Uh, well, you know, people civilization we come to dominate the universe because some of us are willing to organize to bring people together for the greater good and you uh, you with all your talents why are you so willing to be a pawn look i'm not gonna get a morality lecture from a guy dressed up like a two-bit vid gangster oh you might think i'm the pawn and you're somewhat puppet master but you're the one with the cuffs on so just shut it well, yeah, look at that. So I do. You may call this getting arrested. I call it finally making it big. Hmm. Landon's going to frown because he's not smart enough to know what that means. But he also knows that if he asks him, then he's going to sound dumb. He's smart enough to know that. Yeah. Kurt is kind of, he, he relaxes a little and starts turning up, turning in the other direction out of the scenery. We'll have to see. Maybe we will. Man, he just won't let me have the last word. <laughs> he thinks to himself, <laughs> God, I can't wait to be rid of this guy. You, um, 
Yeah, so you make the transition into the city, mm-hmm. more and more buildings, and uh, you kind of pass by one of the fields that's a bit closer to the town, mm-hmm. uh, where where they're growing some very healthy crops. And anyway, you make your way in town, and it's sort of the government district, as it were, mm-hmm. and there's this one building that the uh, that the TEA has an office in, offices in. It's actually pretty nice. It was given a bit more attention mm-hmm. with stone and wood and and uh, you know it's maybe you know three stories tall Ooh. and some just some like neat architecture that mm-hmm. uh, totally lost on Landon. Totally actually, lost, he yeah. might be. I feel like he might be. Uh, he might appreciate some nice architecture if there's like pillars. He's probably happy yeah. to see the building. Yeah, and there's a certain kind of yeah traditional sort of like this. This is a place that the that that the citizens and society can turn to for stability it's a legal place yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so you go inside and there's security definitely here Mm -hmm. they will be taking your weapons that's okay what did you bring with you i have my sidearm it's also pretty humid here so i'm not i I don't have a big jacket but i do have my sort of armored shirt i also brought my combat rifle uh slung on my shoulder just because lars is larsa and you never know Mm mm-hmm uh, after all, I took this bounty from somebody in a completely legitimate and legal way, but she did tell me she was after me. Um, those are my weapons. Cool. And I'm ready and willing to hand them over to these fine, upstanding TEA officers. Well, yeah, you go through security, and it's just general security for these government offices. Oh, I will say I set off the thing every time because I have my implants. Oh, so I've got to have like a a note or something in my file or on my ID. Probably not on my ID, but this is something that they would be able to log, I think, or that they'd know. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, uh, I think it's like I can identify myself. It's pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some places might hit it and detect it. Some sure, places wouldn't. that's fair. That's a great. That, thank you for pointing that out. So there are yeah, there's several security agents there, uh, letting people in and out, and you go through the process there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a law enforcement building, so there are other, uh, you know, law enforcement officers that mm-hmm. work out of this building as well. And I've been here before, yeah. so I these people know me. I know a couple of them, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You certainly faces for sure. So yeah, you you go through. Uh, you they you get to, get to keep your uh, armed vest on. Nice. And they are scanning you and. Yes, detecting like something with you. They do an mm-hmm. extra, you know, a smaller scan around your head, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, it's fine. Um, Always slows me down yeah. in the lines. <laughs> you 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 make your way down a few hallways, up some mm-hmm. stairs, and do I have Mazarin the whole time, or yeah. does he? Okay, I wasn't sure if we peeled off. Great. You, you've got to, yeah, you've got to take him down. To take to, him the whole way. Yeah. Right. No, it's, I, I, yeah, this is just an office inside the larger governmental and law enforcement apparatus. You go into this place and it's, it's a little drab once you get actually into the offices. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of people working and the, uh, there's uh, one guy kind of near, near the front that has like a larger desk and just kind of waves you over. Yeah. I come on in and I, yeah. you know, grabbing master like by the arm and I go, Hey, uh, just here for another drop off. Yeah, so the gentleman there, he's he's like he looks like he's a former security law mm-hmm. enforcement with his you know a, a bald head and his really nicely trimmed gray beard. Nice, you know, like wow, brown and gray beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and uh, and you see him, you know, just doing his thing on the computers, checking you in, mm-hmm. and mm, you got yourself a good one. It sort of fell in my lap. Mm. Lucky you, and uh, lucky us. It happens. He, you go through the process there, and Kerr is just they they actually someone else comes along takes him away great and you are free of him i have no parting words for him and after a bit of uh paperwork you get paid <laughs> love those three words yeah. <laughs> the territory uh, thanks you for your service sure you have my number be around for a bit. There is no shortage of these people. I choose to believe that he respects me, which is almost the same as being respected. And yeah, I'm on my way out. I guess I will I will ping Elta, mm-hmm. uh, just like a, a text-based message, and just mm-hmm. say, I'm wrapped up here. Should I head on back? Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd update you on the situation, and I'd probably send you the address where we're planning to stay. Okay. Are you yeah. there? Um, I'd, I'd probably say something like, found a cool, cool oh. place to stay, meet you there this evening, or something like that. That sounds right. And you have a com from Canard asking if you want me to bring anything from your quarters. Got my gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say to Canard, yeah, I have a go bag uh, at the foot of my bunk. If you want to grab that, that'd be great. Forgot to pack my toothbrush. Consider it done. So, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Landon mm-hmm. and uh, and pretty safe. Yeah, I think the place that Elta pinged is pretty near, uh, so I'm probably just going to walk because I'm in kind of good spirits. I don't think I'm going to take the auto cab. So I'm going to have you face danger as you are leaving the TEA offices. Right. I have my guns back, right? No, you're leaving the TEA office. Oh, the TEA office. And Not heading the, heading um... down the hall, you've mm-hmm. been on the comms, and you look up and you see two burly humans in your way uh i'm gonna have you go ahead and roll to uh face danger sure to see how prepared you are my daring is minus one. Oh, but that is a nine on the dice minus one is eight so when you act in the face of danger roll plus daring on a seven to nine you're exposed to danger but still able to act great so you manage to like you look up and you immediately realize these guys are looking at you with ill intent. Mm-hmm. They are like right on top of you. Mm. Are they armed? They are not. No, they also had their weapons taken away. <laughs> but Chumps. they, yeah. But they are large. But they're yeah. They're a couple of large fellows. All in the center of mass. They're they're coming in swinging at you. Okay, cool. Um, we're in like a hallway. Yeah. So it's fairly tight quarters. Is there like the, hall, the hallway is you know is, is fairly wide mm-hmm. to, to, you know to walk down the central hallway in this building but is it... yes there's different offices and people you know at, a, at not too far away okay is this area still kind of fancy compared to the entryway are yeah. there okay tall hallway I would like to grab what I hope is some sort of marble bust or like decorative object oh yeah so there's some artwork on the wall that you might be able to tear off. Is there anything heavy enough that I could, like, bonk someone with it? Like, yeah, like wooden wooden artwork? Yeah, okay, great. I will grab some sort of ornamental uh, thing as I see them bearing down on me, and I just want to go for some guy's legs. 
Roll a die to see how useful. How useful it is. Scale of... Like, canvas to... I mean, the partial success means you're, you know... The GM will offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. So there doesn't have to be a thing here. You know that that might give you an edge. Mm -hmm. You can either... But you'll have to face danger first. To get the thing off the wall, if I want to try and push Avoid them and get that thing. (sighs) No, I can take these guys. Okay. Um... Maybe if I start losing, I'll like... You glance over to the side, to this this wall, and then the other wall, and then you're like, shit, you know, the... the, mm-hmm. the, the it's just a little too far. Yeah, the fists are coming mm-hmm. in. I will roll to throw down. I My objective, rolling to face uh, and engage an active threat, state your objective and roll plus grit. I don't need to knock these guys unconscious, and I already know... I mean, I'm kind of curious who sent them, but I just need to hold out or make enough noise that I'm, like, not losing face here. That's fair. And just get through them. So I'm just going to try and knock one of them on their butts as quick as I can. Okay. My grit is plus two. That's a five on the dice, plus two is seven. On a seven to nine, exchange harm and choose one below. So you're both dealing, like, one harm to each other, Mm -hmm. um, but you can generally avoid each other's armor because you're just... In fisticuffs. If I'm punching someone in the face, yeah, makes uh, sense. Yeah, I think that's fair in this context. Uh, if, especially because there's two of them. Yes. Um, so we exchange harm, which means we both take one harm, and then I choose either to deal extra harm, take less harm, take control of an object or a position. I'm going to choose to take control. Do these guys look like? law enforcement agents or do they look like goons that have been allowed in no there's a there's a little bit of like military accoutrements you know insignia and maybe a boots and stuff but they are no they are they're like independent um they're like mercs or something mercs it would seem okay land it's pretty direct i'm gonna deal extra harm as i sort of barrel into these guys and see they're not affiliated i'm like they shouldn't be here this is not a place for them all right yeah, there's there's a quick flurry of blows, and then you manage to slam this guy against the wall, and he kind of like, mm. uh, you know, dazed, just, just shaking it off for a moment. Yeah, and okay, and then as you as you're doing that though, you hear footsteps right behind you, a mm. little close, okay. and you see, and then the motion out of your peripheral vision shows two more guys. One of them <sighs> has like a helmet, like the equivalent of a motorcycle helmet, in his hand. Okay. Cool. And I'm taking one harm as well, because we're, we're exchanging harm. So I've yeah. taken some punches or something. Yeah, that's right. Just in the way. All right, so now there's four, but I've got one yes. more or less. Basically, uh, it's sort of like a small gang that you're up against. Yeah, so I'm outnumbered. Are we making noise? Oh, yeah, you're making noise. Okay. Does it sound like anyone else's? Uh, Doesn't sound like anyone's what do you coming do? to get me. What no, do I do right it, now? This is what you see right yeah. now in the moment. Yeah, yeah, fair feet enough. from you. What do you do? Now that we're against the wall, can I grab a wood thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab a wood thing, and I'll face off against these guys again. Okay. So because I'm outnumbered, there's some difference there, right? So if you can, uh, if you roll well enough, we'll, um, I'll say you grab the piece. Okay, sure. That's a seven on the dice, plus two is nine. So I'm holding together. So once again, you can exchange harm. Mm-hmm. Now they're operating at a small gang, so we're gonna say two damage to you. Okay. Unless you unless you you get to choose one, so you get yeah, to fair enough. Less. I would take a well. Both my light wound slots are full, so it would end up filling my moderate slot no matter what. So I'm gonna go ahead and take that, 
instead I am going to, I will choose to take control of some sort of wooden wall ornament. I feel like maybe they have like a display of like old peacekeeping clubs or something. Ooh, like it's used... law enforcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was used early on in the founding of the colony. They've got some like, I don't know, wood handled hefting stick. This so... would be the place to find it. So I'll let you have it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, this wall of weapons up on the, you know, they're not like swords, you know, it's all nonviolent stuff. So yeah, you, you, it's firmly attached, but you just like rip it out. And so the little posts, the metal posts mm-hmm. <laughs> that were attaching it just come ripping out of the wall. Uh-huh. That's fine. And uh, yeah, and you just swing it around and you surprise one of the guys coming in on you and uh, he just doubles over uh, in his gut and, and stumbles back uh, gasping for air. Yeah, you love that sound. Um, I could probably get hit with that motorcycle helmet though, huh? Uh, so you got hit for the yeah, for that damage. Okay. I'm writing clobbered on a moderate harm slot. Okay. Uh, two left. There are, t- yeah, three. Three there's like two and a couple halves if they get up in time. All right. I'm feeling good, though, now that I have this, um, now that I have this club. Yeah. Um, You're feeling moderately harmed. That's just, that yeah, just means take, the, my blood's pumping. And uh, you, do you get a penalty at this level? I do. I take a minus one uh, when I try and act on something that would use this wound. So continuing to fight. Yeah. Um, but if I spend a stress then I don't take that penalty. So Is that what you want to do? I think, yes. I am. I feel like I'm winning this fight, but there's enough of them that I don't need to fight them all. But I'm not going to just run, so it's not a face danger. I am basically going to fight. I'm going to make a strategic retreat and see how it goes. And I'm going to spend one stress to not take a any sort of penalty there. So you're, tr- you're retreating, did you say? I'm, I'm still fighting them. Okay. But I'm sort of trying to trying to fight out of them, okay. as opposed to knock them all out. Okay, sounds good. So still throw down. Still throw down. That is a five, but plus two grit means a seven. Okay. Whew. I do good. spend that stress. I am glad I spent that stress. <laughs> okay, close. Yeah, I think call. I think that that is shown by me spitting out a little bit of blood before I um continue fighting them. Okay. I smile a little. Yeah, you are sort of retreating toward the staircase. Yeah, because I think and... I blew by the first two guys, yeah. and now and then more guys came behind me. So I'm kind of yeah, not just running. That's right. So you're gonna you can all defend in the same direction as they mm-hmm. come towards you, and they're trying to get around you, flank you. You're backing up, and uh, but you they still are. Um, one of them is kind of coming in low, kicking at you, punching, and the other one, one of them's getting up right next to him. And then uh, the one with the, the helmet yep. is giving the worst trouble. Exchange harm. Yeah, and I am... So I feel like I'm taking control of a position here and that, like, I'm securing an exit. Hmm. And I could kind of just, like, back off. Does that narratively make sense with the way we've set this up? Well, so, yeah, you, you get yourself in a little bit more of a defensive position, and you're able to... I'll let you count your armor. Okay. So if you sure. if you spend on that. Yeah, I will spend on that. Um, so they don't have you trapped. And I'm dealing two harm with this melee weapon now, but they are still outnumbering me. Yeah. So it's really just one harm. And they're dealing two harm because I'm outnumbered. Glad to have this armor, but now it's serious. Someone's getting me good. Yeah, they're coming at you and swinging and kicking and... This guy with the with the helmet finally gets in a blow, kind of clocks you across the head. See double for a second. But you, yeah, but you in in close with him, you have uh, brought the club up against him, and he uh, 
his his arms you just like hear this crack in his arm and he drops the his his helmet that goes clattering to the ground to kind of mm. grasp his wound that's good old-fashioned justice and in the background there are a dozen people that have like come out of rooms to see what the commotion is and are uh. yelling and coming running down the hallway okay. towards you all well, now I need to finish this because otherwise I'm just going to look. For you can't. Now, they are also getting kind of, they're getting a little distracted by this. Mm-hmm. And they are actually easing up. So into a more defensive position. So they, you can either push it with them or you can retreat. I'm pretty beat up. And if I take any more harm, then I'm going to be out of action. Part of me really wants to just run at him. Is there anyone important in the crowd? Yeah, you don't. You just, you see the guy that you came out of the office with the, mm-hmm. that took your bounty, but it's a bunch of random people, and you know that among them will be some law enforcement people. Yeah. Okay. So there's how many people are still up? So there's the guy's arms broken. He's probably backing off. There's the yeah. wall slammed guy. Are they even? Are they the trying original, to fight? The original him? guy got back up, and so there's and there's so there's basically like one guy in front of you and another one that's wounded mm-hmm. and they're both kind of like okay eyeing you would you say i'm still outnumbered no then i'm gonna finish this okay i'm going to spend a lot of stress to mitigate it because okay. now i'm at minus two from the serious wound and minus one for the other wound okay. i'm gonna try and roll grit one more time okay. and face them off that that's eight on the dice plus two for ten with no <laughs> penalties oh on a 10 plus exchange harm choose two from the list okay. and uh what do you say well because of that 10 plus i'm going to take that extra impress or dismay your enemy and i'm going to take uh take less harm because i don't want to go unconscious here in a pool of my own blood okay that would be less impressive but might dismay them <laughs> If they liked me. So I, so I want to just come out with like a flying knee at one of these guys as they as they falter. Yeah. The, yeah, there's one guy trying to help. But he's fairly ineffectual. The one main guy that was left that has a, some hand-to-hand martial arts skills, he he gets, he's a bit flustered by your, the, your onslaught. And you avoid him. And now, I'd like to be clear that Landon does not have any martial arts skill, but what he has is tenacity. <laughs> and... He's just going to keep hitting you. This is a little sidetracked, but do you, are you affected, like your implants and stuff, when you get whacked across the head? I've gone back and forth on this because I headbutted Masrin Kerr, so I feel like I I have a little bit of uh, reinforcement there. Like there's some sort of metal plating, but only if you're very deliberate about the way you use it. Like, I feel like I can headbutt somebody. It's a trick I've picked up where I can headbutt someone and it's always going to hurt them a lot more than it hurts me. But like, if I get hit in the head, it's not reliable. Like my implants can go on the fritz, especially if you're getting hit on like the temple or the side of the Mm. head. I was just thinking your judgment might be impaired right now. I mean, I might be impaired because I got hit in the head and I'm concussed, but I don't think the implants lend anything different to that. Landon just likes fighting. I think that would be a good hard move to make against Landon oh, when things go poorly. Oh, absolutely. My implants going on the fritz is a fun thing to play with. But yes, I think in general, otherwise I wouldn't headbutt people. Mm-hmm. So, yep, going to clean that guy out. And I want to kind of grab one of the other guys, the, the last, the guy in the best condition, Yeah, because we're doing this sort of impressed dismay. And, and yeah, and so at this point, there's people are all now surrounding you, 
pinning them down, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and you're grabbing this guy and doing what? I'm going to shake him, and then I'm going to lean in close and say, you tell whoever sent you, fight me themselves. And then I'm going to just sort of toss the club in my hand and just, like, hit him once in the stomach or something, kind of take him down, and then um, tuck it under my elbow and just uh, walk out. So I'll make eye contact with the TEA guy if he's around, but... Yeah, so the guy that you had worked with before, there's this commotion and people kind of grabbing for you and for them, and the TEA guy kind of goes right up next to you and sort of pushes the other people away. He's with me. So step, step away. And he helps you. I could the use some medical cover. <laughs> I think the, the minute we turn around the bend or we like have to go down the stairs, I'm like, oh, ah. Uh, He's got you. That's a rib. Yep. Well, well done. Thanks. So I think this would be a good time to do end of session. So we've had some good adventuring, doing these jobs, and you've turned in your bounty. So let me pose the following questions to the group. Did you discover something significant about your environment? I feel like because this is the first set of sessions, the answer kind of has to be yes. Yes. We've so done much, a lot of world so building. So much new stuff that you learned. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So let's... so. Keep that in mind, one question. Did we overcome a worthy opponent or obstacle? There was that riot which could have gone a lot worse. And I just fought four guys. We, we fought the bounty hunter. Was that a worthy opponent? I would say that was fairly worthy. I will give that to you, yes. Uh, kind of a, that scene. Mm-hmm. And the riot is an obstacle. So kind of together, that was a hairy situation. Mm-hmm. It could have been worse, but we can get to that. Yeah, we can be... Like over time, I think the uh, <laughs> decide it doesn't cut the it. The bar might get a little higher. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that was mm-hmm. a good. That was a good job. Yeah. So mark experience for each of those two questions. If the answer is yes, so two more experience for Ooh, all of you. I level up. Mm. Same. Me too. And then, uh, wow, lastly, nice. Very even XP. Sorry. And lastly, did we score enough to keep getting by? Yes. Yeah. I think yes, you did. Yeah. I think we got yeah. extra. If anything. Thank you, Landon. Because <laughs> you, I got the bounty. And then you got your job, which you're I, theoretically being paid for. Yeah. I don't know that yet. I think right. that's counting eggs before they hatch, but... That feels like a sure bet to me. I don't know. Would you say that that's... Well, we'll come back to the in a later episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's just focus on... Well, let's come back I, to the question. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I ask because it's a multi-part question. If so, you're just getting by. If not, everyone takes minus one soul. If you scored big, everyone mark experience. So for now, we'll just focus on the bounty that you got... Mm-hmm. And I will still say, like you were in the right place, right time, and this guy had a pretty good bounty on him. So you still scored big. Okay, we will take it. Everyone marked experience. <laughs> no, I deny it. <laughs> Okay. Second piece of slang. Stellar. Stellar bra. <laughs> 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 <laughs>